Hello. I was wondering if I might trouble you for a cup of strong black coffee and in the process engage you with an anecdote of no small amusement. Welcome to another episode of the Nerdyverse series here on Nerd Herder. I'm your herd leader, John Wayne. And she is drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Big ol' sip. Uh, I am drinking tea. Nice to meet you, drinking tea. Um, this is where we talk about everything not Star Wars. We love Star Wars, but uh, we like to also talk about other things we enjoy, uh, particularly as far as today's episode is concerned, uh, a favorite of ours in the horror film genre um we recently dabbled into this when we talked about the saw movies and some folks seem to enjoy that which was nice um and you know kind of there we hinted at well we we like a lot of films actually there there's not just one um particular film or a few franchises we we've both been pretty exposed to horror films exposed yeah um and and fallen in love with many of them and so Mm -hmm. Um, now, although Saw we enjoy, it's, I think that one's a very fun one to talk about, um, as we did, because there's so much story that's so forgotten or overlooked, um, but as far as one we actually enjoy watching and talking about, I think ours today is maybe that, I'd Mm -hmm. say, um, something you introduced me to, actually, so. Yes, I um, did. We are talking about the Conjuring series. Yes. Um, horror series that just got a new installment, hence why we are talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully in an effort to encourage you maybe to see the new one, uh, or uh, maybe see any of them if you haven't seen any of them at all. They're great movies. They like, are. Sit down and watch a couple. Like I think we're at a point in pop culture in general where people know who Annabelle is. Yeah, you've definitely like, seen and heard of these movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I... I remember being a youth, um, which I don't remember when the first movie came out, but I remember seeing the... 2013. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, it's actually, it's older than I thought. That is older than I thought as well. Um, So I was 17. So Mm -hmm. there you go. Um, And watching the Hide and Go Clap uh, trailer. They had really good marketing for these movies. Very good marketing. And, and I think that's what most people remember them for. This was definitely a reinjection of, hey, horror movies, back, interesting, uh, and everything. And this sort of started a new renaissance, I think, that's brought horror movies back forward um, in terms of, you know, looking forward to the next spooky movie. I mean, I think if people hadn't gotten excited for horror movies like this, we probably wouldn't have gotten uh, a new Halloween uh, and so forth. So I'm not saying that they made sure that we continue to get horror films, but they they were definitely happening in the time when it was very important for, wait, hang on, nobody likes horror movies anymore because Mm -hmm. there was just that stint in the early 2000s where they all sucked. (laughs) Yeah. And and, and what's funny about that is that began with Saw. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's like we're yet again revisiting a very uh, important bookend in, or or film in, in um, horror film history and everything. So... Yeah. Very interesting. And and it's a really great series. And, and like I said, began in 2013. Um, as, as so far as 
getting the first film in the series. We said that it got a new installment. It got its technically eighth installment. There are eight films in the series, although the one that just released is con- just Conjuring 3. Mm-hmm. And that's because they're, uh, it's, it's really not the Conjuring movies. It's the Conjuring universe. There's an, it's, that's officially what it's called, which is interesting. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it consists of the, the story and the characters that began in The Conjuring, but also kind of has, as I describe it, like Monster of the Week spinoffs. So it's like, hey, these main bits are interesting, but here's also these side quests of like, because The Conjuring series is one of those weird ones where it's a twist and amalgamation of true and not true. It's film and it's also based on quote-unquote real events. Now, go ahead. By by saying that, what we mean by real is specific. (laughs) Ed and Lorraine Warren were real people. Yes, that's um, where it stops. I'm just my, kidding. <laughs> my friend Kara actually got to meet Lorraine Warren. Mm. She went to a Catholic college. So That explains it. Yep. And so Lorraine Warren used to come there and give like chats and talks about the occult and stuff like that. And so she got to meet and talk to Lorraine Warren before she passed. Interesting. Which, insane. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're a fan of the Oogie Spooky, mm-hmm. like I am, uh, you... You've heard of the Warrens. Like, they yeah. were at the Amityville house. Right. Well, what's interesting is the of amount stuff. of people that are discovering them through these. Yeah. Um, these aren't meant to be documentaries. These aren't necessarily meant to be complete recountings. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, they are films. And I think in, in a lot of ways, they're very upfront with choices they make for the film versus choices they make for the stories. Yes. Um, and, and you have to process it as that based on true events just means that something happened that we're making a story about like it doesn't necessarily mean we are telling the exact recounting of it you know Mm -hmm. and so yeah there's real points i jokingly say it's just about the warrens but no the the cases they handle um you you mentioned amityville that shows up at some point we get uh, a lot of their famous cases yeah but then a lot of ones that this series and these characters are known for are not real or not real in the senses they appear so like the nun valak um, probably the mascot of this series. Yeah. Uh, although real in demonology is not real in any of the Ed and Lorraine Warren uh, encounters, yes. so far as we know. I, um, I had a conversation with someone recently where we were talking about the Conjuring films, and I mentioned, oh, yeah, you know, up until recently, the Annabelle doll was at the Warren Museum. Yeah. And she looked me square in the eye with horror in her face and said, the Annabelle doll is real? Yeah. Yes, and so, and, now, and, and Animal, Annabelle is a great example of, based on real stories, kind mm-hmm. of made to work in film kind of yeah. things. It's not, it's a Raggedy Ann doll. It's not a actually creepy puppet that no one would actually trust. Listen, man, like, if I had thought about it previously, I would have gotten my Annabelle doll off the tree. Right. Well, and it's like, um, I don't remember the name of the puppet from the Dead Silence movies, um, but it's one of those things where it's like, this shows up on your doorstep. This is obviously a creepy, creepy puppet. This is not meant to actually be enjoyed. This is to scare somebody. It's not Billy. Why would you trust it? Although Billy does show up in that movie. Billy does show um, up in that movie. But no, great movie. And so that leads us to our connection. And um, the name we've been praising as long as we've been talking about horror movies now is James Wan. And so James Wan, uh, Dead Silence, Saw, Fame. Uh, he directed the first film and has mm-hmm. had points of interest in producing. Yes. He's very much one of those where it's like he likes to start things off and then give it to other people, and he'll support you. Yeah. And and he supports a lot of creativity. But what's interesting, you know, um, 
I recommend if, if you're interested at all, if you haven't, check out our Saw series because we're going to kind of bounce back and forth. Not too much, but in terms of talking about the makings of and, and yeah. especially as it relates to James Wan. So it's one of those things where it's just like, I think this consistently did better to um, continue a vision that began in the first one with director James Wan, even though he only produced in in the future, except for Conjuring 2. Um, so he yes. only directed two of the eight movies, but... Um, he was he, the fulcrum. Yeah, he, he really set what it was going to look like and feel like and everything, and it's really, really interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, like, it, we cannot um, diminish the fact that these movies are they're, gorgeous. Yeah, really, really good movies. Stunning. They, and that's the thing, is they, they know how to do horror. Mm -hmm. They know how to look good. Um, and that's the thing, is even if you don't uh, account for any of the seemingly real events that go on, um, it's still a great film series. So like, oh, it's absolutely. one of those things where it's like, you, no matter where you kind of come into it or why you watch it, like you oh, yeah. have the means to enjoy yourself. And like, um, I'm not a person who enjoys jump scares. Jump scares are a cheap tactic that uh, bad horror directors use to make their films scary. You mean no. James Wan and Insidious? That was a joke. Not to be confused with The Conjuring, because a lot of people, when this, when this began... Patrick Wilson, yeah. W yeah, Patrick Wilson, James Wan, scary movies. Like, it, yeah. like, I think they were literally the same year or one year after. Like, mm -hmm. it, was, it was a weird time to be alive when you could not tell what Patrick Wilson movie this is. Is this <laughs> Aquaman? Like, it's ridiculous. Yes, it is. Um, but yeah. Also it, James Wan movie, by the way. Also James Wan. Sorry. You're fine. Jump scares. Jump scares. Um, Boo. Boo. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of jump scares normally, but James Wan is a master of jump scares, in my opinion. Well, Because, like, it, <laughs> the hide-go-clap scene, for one. Yeah. Um, the lipstick face demon in Insidious. Like, all of those were done so freaking well. Yeah, it's really hard to call it jump scares, and that's one of those things where it's just like, it, like, traditionally you would treat it like that, but... That James and and everyone that's kind of worked on these movies kept a true sense of, no, it's not just out of nowhere. Like, you know, it, they're, they're working with something to make it make sense. Um, I'll say in the third one, there's a couple where I'm just like, dude, really? Come on, man. But for the most part, none of it feels like it's completely out of nowhere just to scare you for no reason. A lot of it's misdirect. A lot of it's, you know, just trying to amplify uh, suspense. It's not just... Well, we don't have anything really scary, so let's just make loud noises and mm -hmm. you know that's that's not that's not scary movies and and Paranormal Activity kind of made that popular. Not that Paranormal Activity did it exclusively. No, they had a tendency, but it started the trend of yes. just bang things, just make loud noises. Don't don't actually accomplish anything in the scene. The entire scene is just the drawer closed. Like yeah, that's not accomplishing anything. That's why the marked ones is the best. Paranormal Activity movie. Absolutely. In my opinion. Um, maybe we'll talk about those movies if you're interested. So, um, like I said, uh, began in 2013 with the first film, but I was surprised to find out this actually began 20 years before. It was really weird. Weird. So, uh, Ed himself, Ed Warren, actually sat down and played tapes from real cases with a producer. I'm trying to figure what um, what agency he was with or whatever, but he, I guess it was just a friend or something, but he sat down with him, played him some tapes, and was... Uh, it quoted as saying, if you can't make movies out of this, I don't know what you can do. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to come up where Ed and Lorraine Warren, did they believe? Maybe. 
did they okay. market it and take advantage of it? Yes. Maybe. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's really complicated. It's incredibly complicated. Like I I don't know what to think of the Warrens. You're you you are much more into their history than I am. Yes. Yeah, like I I have so many complex feelings about the Warrens. Like they like you said, I do believe that they genuinely thought that they were helping people at certain points. But they did monetize it, which is, mm, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't think that they exploited people, but I also think that they may I, have gotten caught up in it a little I bit. I think it's even more complicated because even by thinking um, you're helping people, you can still be doing the wrong thing. Like, there's the case of the family that ended up, uh, like, suffocating and killing their child um, by trying to uh, give her some sort of, uh, like, claustrophobic therapy or something like that or yeah. what, whatever the technical term for it is uh rebirth um, therapy yeah it's this idea of you know she needed to be born again more physical than spiritual in order to be the yeah. kind of child she was supposed to be and they ended up killing her and it's like her parents and and the people putting on that therapy thought they were helping they believed in it yeah that was um, a horrible story and i'm not trying to draw parallels but it's just one of those things where it's like you know, these experiences, whether you believe they were supernatural, demonic, mm-hmm. or whatever, are traumatizing experiences to go through. Yeah. And to have that either uh, suppressed or enhanced by demonologists, um, exercisers, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I don't know that you can call it um, closure. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you can ever really move forward with without uh you know a, a, a carrying a lot of baggage from these experiences yeah. so it, it, yeah it's it i i have feelings about it and i'm not trying to say what is and isn't i don't think no. we, we are it's just more of a it's really a, a a well worth um deep dive to study the warrens for yourself to see what is real and isn't yeah. real as much as these films are great to enjoy when you do realize these are real people and technically real events, no matter whether the supernatural is real or not, it starts to get this next level of intrigue. It's not just entertainment. Then it's all, it's, it's, a, it's a character study. It's, it's a commentary. It's really weird. Um, and I don't think the answer is to be anti-church either. No. I mean, uh, I, you know, it's one of those things in general. I don't, I don't think just because some people are bad at it that it's worth throwing everything out. But I also don't think it's a complete advocacy of, well, no, if they really believed it, it's, you know, I think it's complicated. Mm-hmm. I think it's messy. Yes. So, um, and and Ed coming in and saying, make movies out of this doesn't help that case. So he went there and, and it was basically a 14 year back and forth before they finally got it to where, hey, let's make some movies, um, but who's going to make them? And there was this bidding war, like, like this, th- and that's the stuff with these stories is people knew they would make money and mm-hmm. people wanted in on that. Amityville. Yeah. So, and that's the thing. So stories of that kind, but... You notice in those instances, Ed and Lorraine Warren aren't a focus. It's just about the story leading yes. up to that. And that's because there was a custody battle, essentially, for the Ed and Lorraine Warren stories. Mm-hmm. It was really weird. The The most compromise that was uh, able to happen is um, The Haunting in Connecticut. Um, that movie came out of this bidding war. Um, and, and so it's one of those things where it's just like, even though uh, the stories we were hoping to, well, the stories now we enjoy that we got and the stories they were hoping to make were kind of in limbo. Some good things were happening like Amityville and Haunting in Connecticut. But eventually, New Line Cinema ended up with the films. 
and started the journey of producing these movies. Um, and uh, a lot of folks, and actually, some uh, along with James Wan, um, some of the writers and screenplayers, uh, Chad Hayes and uh, Carrie Hayes, um, had hands in actually getting the first movie done and kind of circled back around a couple of times to say, hey, yeah, that's cool, that's fine, that can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a journey to get these things. And so it's not so much that, hey, we're, we're waiting for this opportune time to tell these stories. We could have gotten these stories 20 years ago with completely different actors, completely different intentions. I think at least with what we got, they're, they're, I don't... Most times, I don't think they're trying to make the Warrens the heroes all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely aren't trying to tarnish them, but that's because they're working with her. Uh, by this time, Ed had passed and everything. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't think you want to bash the person that's helping you make these movies. Uh, but I do think they do an appropriate amount of skepticism uh, and everything. And, and again, by adding to it, by saying, yeah, this is where we do our movie stuff. And then there, there's the story stuff. Yeah. Um, shows, like they're they're trying to pad it out as well they know this is a good story real or not so oh yeah and at the end of the day people talking about is it real is it not is just free marketing essentially yeah uh, yeah i mean right (laughs) um so yeah so we start off with the conjuring and and again that's the main hub of films is conjuring one two and now three um the third one's the first one with a a title to it and i really like it and they make it work in the end Uh, Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. Which is such a good title um, for that If your movie. tickets are as cheap as ours were, and if your theaters are as safe as they are, then please check it out. It's a really, really good movie. It's, oh, a, yeah. it's, it's crazy we're getting so many scary movies for the summer blockbuster season, but, I mean, it, it's movies. We haven't been to theaters in forever. It's nice to have yeah. good stuff again. We didn't have the January dump of, this is all the horror movies that they don't think are going to be successful. Exactly. So uh, we kind of got it pushed back. I think it's I think it's cool. I think people are... It's one of those things, I think people are desperate enough to go to the movies, they'll see movies they wouldn't normally see, which hopefully means Spiral and this and so forth, because, you know, they're, they're good movies. Dude, Halloween Kills, it's coming. It is coming. Um, get, gotta get it in before all the Marvel stuff starts happening, and yes. everybody's gonna go to that. Um, and so, yeah, Conjuring happens, and then immediately followed up with a spinoff. I don't know if that was ever the intention, um, but... Um, I think they were always gonna tell Annabelle's story at some point. I, I would say it's their, you know, yeah. Valak is the fictional mascot. I think Annabelle's the real mascot mm-hmm. in the sense of the Warren stories. Like, I think that is what they're most associated with. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny that that's so popular, and yet so few people actually know the real story of it and everything. Yeah. In question, mm-hmm. who do you think is scarier? The nun, Valak, or Annabelle? Um, I... Who would you rather be in an elevator uh... with? <laughs> Um, Annabelle, yeah. I guess. I mean, I, I, but in, who would I rather be in an elevator is based more on what's more manageable, I guess. <laughs> so I think, I think Valak, I think Valak, uh, is more uh, unsettling, mm. um, just because they aren't tied to anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the spirit is attached to the Annabelle doll. So it's ultimately the doll with the power and I can kick that. So, you know, uh, I would survive a child's play movie. You would, because you would just kick Chucky in the face. Right. So um, the Conjuring movie is very, very good. Let me scroll to. So this deals with the um, Ed Lorraine story um, of. Da-da, ba-da, 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 ba-da. Mm-hmm. 
Tell me. Investigated the curse at a farmhouse in Harrisville, Rhode Island. So this is the clap and seek or hide and clap. One of the best setups for a scare later in the movie is when they move to the farmhouse. Yeah. Uh, the girls, they have four, five daughters, five, four daughters. They have too many. They have several. <laughs> they have several children. And they play a game called Hide and Go Clap, which one of the daughters. Kind of like Marco Polo. Exactly. They have a blindfold or on. Chris Columbus. <laughs> they have a blindfold on. And uh, it's hide and seek with blindfold. Yeah. And you get a hint. With the clap. clapping. Mm-hmm. And that is such a good setup. Yeah, it sets up opinion. the spirit later. <laughs> um, and so ultimately it ends up being, um, or, so uh, the story of this one is a possession story, pretty straightforward. Uh, the mother is possessed by the spirit of Bathsheba. Um, interestingly enough, that wasn't a Warren thing. The 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 mother herself claimed that. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if it was before, during, or after the events, but she was the one that put the name on it, which was weird. Yeah. Um, fun fact, the Warrens never completed an exorcism with her. They were kicked out of the house before they could ever actually accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. So technically, this movie ends halfway through. <laughs> yep. We don't even get the Elvis scene or anything. So Such a good scene. But, um, yeah, it really set up the, the beginnings of, you know, it's not just we're constantly in terror or anything. It does a lot of work, and, and all the films that follow uh, continue it, of we want you to care about these characters. We want you to be scared because you're interested and invested in these characters. Mm-hmm. And so they spend a lot of time, and this is where I say they kind of glorify the Warrens, but it's one of those things, who else is going to do it? They're your main characters. Yeah, and, you know, there's stories about how charming the Warrens were and how oh, you know, yeah. kind they were, and I don't, I think that's true. Yeah, well, it, th- that's what lends to a lot of the, well, I, I think they believed it i think they were trying yeah. and you know I, it's one of those things that muddies the waters of intent and and everything is, is it just negligence or is it actual exploitation uh, i don't know it's complicated but overall it uses the warrens as a means of it's not just spiritual exorcism it's also like social exorcism it's just this thing of getting people that believe you're going through something getting people that are there to try and help you when i mean so many people i mean we especially yeah. see it in the second conjuring of just like you know, no, very quickly to just say, no, it's not trauma, it's not real, it's not this, you know. And even if, if it's not a demon, your kid's still it? messed up. Yeah. So it's like, it, it's still something. And that's the that's the beauty of the Warrens is yeah. even when they're like, it's fake, It's not, they don't walk out, they still want to help you. Mm-hmm. So I, I appreciate that, whether that's fictional or not, that these stories take that approach. One of the best movies that deals with elements like that is The Last Exorcism. If mm-hmm. if that's a movie you've ever seen, except for the last 15 minutes, like, I, I don't like that ending. Mm. But it I highly recommend it if you are a fan of stories like that, where it's like, is it real? Is it not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, until Conjuring 3, this the first film has the best resolutions, since you're speaking of endings. Not obviously of this series, but... Um, yes. Yeah, the, the series definitely suffers from a very rushed ending of, like, we spent so much time getting to know the characters, getting some scares, we get to the point where, like, oh, we have to resolve it. Time um, to get for the big boo. Yeah, it's just like, it, it, in a lot of cases, it's very much a really quick push just to, all right, and we're done, mm-hmm. you know, to get that happy ending. But this one has a really good one. I, I, this very solid film, the first one. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Annabelle, less so. 
Um, so Annabelle, that film focuses on slightly the real story as the setup, but then the rest of the story is very much a little more fictitious because it's, yes. it's now I, I kind of like the approach of, hey, we're taking a seemingly real story and then following up with our own. Yeah. Because they, they do that with uh, La Llorona as well. So that was better. Yes. Yeah. Good job. So you actually pronounced it a little bit more correctly. Right. Um, yeah. So it's kind of their first attempt at an origin. Yeah. When well, in reality. Yeah. And also, an uh, hey, the the Warrens aren't the only interesting thing in the story. Sometimes mm-hmm. the, the artifacts are the most interesting. So like you could have you could seemingly see the series going on forever where it's just based on a different thing in their little museum collection and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you obviously start with the most famous with animals. That's um, a fine film. It's all right. It's okay. Like, I like elements of it. I think that the opening is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I like uh, the main character's relationship. I think that was very cute you and definitely very well get, done. You uh, definitely um, get a very stereotypical black spiritual uh, pseudo-mother in I, this one, where it's just like, white woman don't know what to do. Ask, you know, the first yeah. black woman you, you encounter. That is a trope that has been in horror for a very, very long time is the magical black person. Yeah. Like, or magical indigenous person or magical native person. Like, it's... But, it, mag- and anyone that's not white is just magical. <laughs> exactly. Which is true, but it's also condescending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Clip that. Let's uh, go on the board. Yeah, it, it it's, it's okay. It's the second film in the series. It's not centered yeah. around all the things that make the first one good. I, ideally, yeah. the main characters uh, and actors. You got Patrick Wilson and uh, Via Farmiga. Is that how you pronounce yeah. her name? And so it's yeah. like they, they kind of make the movie, and then you basically like build this on other. I, you know, I think people do a good job with the movie. It's just more so. It just it it's missing elements that make the made the first one so popular. Mm-hmm. Hence, why they quickly circle back to The Conjuring Two and Which... pick up with. Um, the, the yeah. all the pillars that made the first great. The Conjuring Two is my favorite current. Yeah, Conjuring it's the movie. best one. It it's it the best of the so series. Good. I this is another one of those movies that it just it hits every single like box that I have that makes a great horror movie. It has scary kids. It's got uh, an exorcism scene. It's got uh, Javier Botet. Mm-hmm. All things that I love. Like, it, it's so much fun. Yep. So, uh, wanting to make sure we highlight um, the instances of the story so that you guys can check it out on your own. Yes, please. Obviously, you can watch these movies. They don't replace actually getting the facts of these stories. Although, I don't think at this point you can get the facts of these stories. But, uh, Conjuring 1, uh, the first film, deals with a haunting in the farmhouse in Harrisville, Rhode Island. Uh, I can't find the family name right now. but I don't remember. Yeah. If you look up that, um, as Lorraine the... Warren, Rhode yeah. Island... You'll find it. Obviously, the second one deals with Annabelle. This one deals with the Edenfield Poltergeist in London in 1977. A very famous poltergeist story. Very it one was of the not biggest. Just the Warrens. No, no, no. One. It, it it was one of the first. I mean, almost worldwide phenomena when it yes. came to like paranormal. Like you would occasionally get. Oh, you know, haven't you heard about the local town haunting? But like, no, you'd never get something that was this covered and and one of the most documented cases from not only the warrens but of poltergeist and this yes a lot of the stuff we're talking about of the muddied water is it real is it not began here uh whereas many a time before it would just very much be well you're the spiritual experts we'll take no this one was very much um 
hindered, helped, supervised. I don't know. Everything. It was it was very covered. Dude, um, have you ever heard the tapes from the interview with the mm. ghost? Yeah. Dude. And that's what's interesting. And they, they highlight some of that stuff mm-hmm. in, in these films and the credits and everything. They do a very good job of recreating the facts they do have. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. They focus on what they have and then fill in the rest. So, you know, it, it is one of those things. They're, they're going off the reports. They're going off the history and everything. Yeah. Um, and so you mentioned Amityville her- earlier. This one opens with that. Um, and so uh, this opens with their experiences with Amityville. Um, although it pads that out as well to kind of make it seem like something else is good. They, 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 they insert an overarching story, mm-hmm. right? And so in the first one, there's some happenings, um, but really here is where they're like, there's a conjuring story. So we're not just talking about the, the true events. We're also creating a story, and that involves Valak, um, who's kind of the personal blight uh, to the Warrens in, the fi- mm-hmm. in this fictional universe. Because I guess you have to have a you rival. To. You got to, man. Like, they are the uh, Caldron. No, that what is the, he fights Apollo Creed uh, in Rocky III. Uh, if you asked me at any other point in life, I could have told you. But now you've given me a setup and I cannot follow through. Uh, what I is must his break name? you. That guy. Yeah. That one. Um, Carl Drago. Uh, yes, and so, uh, yeah, and so I, I think it was to make sense of this one because this one is not resolved. This one is not, does not have an answer, does not have a, a resolution. And so I think introducing this mascot, Valak, was a, a way of, all right, we've got to create a purpose, a, a yeah. meaning, because in in this presentation of the films, we're operating as if we believe, right? So they, they had to give something to believe in in this case. And so it's all sort of an orchestrated thing by Valak, who personally hates the Warrens for some reason. Um, and and, and it, that's where it kind of roundabouts to. The nun. That's that's where it gets started. What do you, do you remember? Oh, that's right, because her ancestor. That's right. Okay. Yep. Good, good advertising. We'll get to the nun. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, so Conjuring 2, really, really, really good one. Uh, if not a really, really complicated story. Very and so a great one to check out. Um, so then off, after that, they circle back after learning a little bit more of the filmmaking side of things and come back to Annabelle for the best Annabelle movie, in my opinion. It's very Next to good. Conjuring 2, this is my favorite. It's very um, good. Annabelle Creation, uh, out in 2017. And so this is, as it sounds, an origin story. Uh, um, largely one. Yeah, well... A largely fictitious. So the, the first one was more an origin story of, let's show the real case that began yes. uh, the at least the real life events. Um, this is largely uh, kind of woven of a lot of not solid information, a lot of uh, conjecture and all this other. Like, I don't, I can't even begin to understand how much of it is based on anything yeah. real or not. Do you want me to tell you the real story? Of Annabelle? Yeah. Well, yeah, it was like the nurse, right? Yeah, it was um, a nurse and her roommates living together. Her mom bought her a doll. Uh, they'd been having, like, poltergeist activity in the house. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, uh, I think this is the spirit of a child. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to inhabit this doll so that you can, you know, tell us what you need? Right. And so they invited Annabelle into this doll. Which is sort of what they introduced in yeah. Annabelle. That, yes. like, the beginning where we see that the Warrens take custody of Annabelle mm-hmm. uh, comes from that, I believe, right? Yes. yes. 
And um, so, you know, they call the Warrens after the poltergeist activity gets worse. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, uh, you guys screwed up. That wasn't right. a little girl. That was a demon. Yeah. Um, but creation completely alters that. Yes. I, well, I won't say completely, but largely alters largely. that. Of, I mean, Annabelle was a child. Um, you've got a, a little religious nunnery um, for orphans and such. Like, it's just very... Religious li- nunnery for orphans? <laughs> I mean, it's laden with all the, like, checkboxes of creepy child, you know, yeah, haunting. Possession. Yeah, religion bad. Like, all this spiritual warfare stuff. It's just really crazy. Yeah. And so, um, but it's really, really good. Yeah. So, as much as I say, like, I don't know what it deals with to now it does end by connecting to the beginning events of the first yes. film and so i really say annabelle is much better when you watch annabelle creation first yes if you watch that in order the first film actually for some reason just it makes gets more better sense. yeah yes. it's just weird but it works that way so if you haven't seen these movies um or if you are like me and had a largely negative opinion of annabelle at first which was uh, unfortunately the consensus for a lot of people um, then watch Creation, and then watch that one. It works a lot better. Uh, most of these movies are an hour and a half to two hours at top, so like you, they're very doable. Um, but Annabelle Creation, very good story, very uh, interesting origin story. Yes. Better than the... Um, that sounded very negative, I'm sorry. No. Um, uh, better than the next that came after. We enjoyed it more than the next that comes Yes, after. The Nun. Uh, the Nun's a fun movie. It, I... I liked it. I, I thought I, it was really fun, like it, you it's, said. It's really good. It's just, I think my personal issue, and, and it's part of my issue with the resolution of Conjuring 2. I love Conjuring 2, except the last few minutes, because it's very much just, I'm going to say this demon's name, and we're done. And it's just very much like, you spent a whole movie and some mm-hmm. uh, ambiguous hints in the first one setting up this very dangerous, dark entity, and that's what you do? You just say its name, and boom? Yeah. like, and then And so, and then... The Nun the same way, where it's just like, this was such a hyped-up mascot of this series. This is such a really good and interesting thing to work with. Uh, But we really don't get anything tangible or or justifiable for all this hype. Like, it's very... Understandable. You know, it's just like, you don't actually do anything. It's like Megatron in the Transformers movies. (laughs) You don't do anything. Everybody's so scared of you, but what do you do? Listen, this movie, it has a lot of fun moments. Like, uh... There's a moment where the priest goes to sleep. He wakes up in a grave. Did you guys know that, cool. that back in the day they used to bury people alive? Jesus. And so they actually it's installed a bells. Joke. It's not funny to anyone the... else. That is, Josh uh, isn't even here. Oh, but I'm going to tell him about it. Uh, yeah, you will. No, yeah, that, that's a very real thing. Uh, it's a very dark and crazy thing. Uh, in fact, I believe it was... Um, it was during it was a uh, very, Typhus. Well, I mean, it went on for a while, but there was a very famous um, general during the Civil War whose wife was um, buried uh, mm-hmm. alive as well yes. um, while pregnant. And so, uh, but they, they caught it in time or something yeah. like that. It's very interesting, very interesting. Look into the history of burying people alive. It's it, very you know. interesting. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't... I'm dude, that's not... where the origin of vampires comes from. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, zombies in general as well. Yeah. You know, well, and even the floodings of New Orleans brought about zombies, where it wasn't necessarily the living dead. It was just that the dead were literally rising. Like, Dude, it's know, weird. 
You know how nuts it was driving through Biloxi after Hurricane Katrina and seeing people picking up coffins and putting them back in graveyards? Mm -hmm. That was nuts. Mm -hmm. Hence mausoleums in a lot of cases. Family trauma. No. Um, so The Nun, though, is a very interesting story. It's one of the ones that uh, really starts to branch out and, and starts to take better advantage of, um, like, let's go different. Let's go, you know. Um, let's get catholic -er. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, and so, but, uh, yeah, so I forgot about the element. Um, so the whole Valak thing just comes because, um, Lorraine Warren's ancestor, uh, banished n the nun before. And mm -hmm. so then she comes back and it's just like, I'll get you, you Warrens. Yeah. The ancestor played by Mia Farmiga's younger sister. sister? Yeah. yeah. Which is nuts. That's yeah. Awesome. Great way to do it if you can. Yes. I mean. And the farmer boy that is in this movie who hits on uh, the, the nun, the younger nun, I can't remember her name for the life of me, mm -hmm. is the person that they're exercising in the beginning of the first movie. Oh. Yeah. That's why, like... That, that's oh, that's right. He, he he turned... Yeah. That's how so, yeah, like, uh, Valak gets attached to the Warrens. But this is an entirely fictitious... Yes. Just like Valak itself, mm -hmm. uh, other than in reference to demonology, is entirely... This is, again, just to make the Conjuring stories more interesting. Fun. That's it. It's fun. Um, but again, it's just one of those things where it's a very hyped up character, doesn't really accomplish a lot. So I'm, it's more just I'm disappointed. I'm just disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Um, and then we get finally The Curse of La Llorona. Um, and this was one um, uh, of the spinoffs, not counting Annabelle Creation. So counting all three Annabelle movies together, I'll say. Yes. So you've got the three Annabelle movies. We'll talk about the third one in just a second. Uh, the Nun, and now La Llorona. I think that one's the best. La Llorona's, I think, better. I, only, now, that versus Annabelle Creation, no. But in terms of all three movies where the first and the third are very inconsistent, mm -hmm. I, I think this one does really well. I thought it was very good. It was decent. Oh, I mean, I, I thought it was interesting. This is the best of, hey, this has nothing to do with the Warrens, but it has to do with a supernatural case. Mm -hmm. I, you know? I mean, it, like, this is how it should be done. And, again, it does deal with real folklore, too. Yeah. Uh, and so it's one of those things where it's just, like, it, it, it gets into the essence of what I think the Conjuring films try to do and, and approach anyway better than completely fictitious none. Yes. The, hey, Raggedy Ann's not scary, so let's make it scary series. I, I think this one's just purely riding on, let's just tell a story as it is and let people decide and let people be scared of it if they want or mm -hmm. think what they want. I, I, I just think it, do, it does it very well. Yeah, I, I think that they really leaned on a, a great folktale. Mm -hmm. Like, if you've never heard the story of La Llorona, the crying woman, it's... It's really cool. It's really and, cool to learn about. Yeah, and, and they do. A lady good. drowned her kids. Let's go. Right. Let's go. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, we're talking about very uh, morbid stuff, but I mean, it's horror. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, it looking at the morbid is where you kind of see a lot of interesting commentary and, and a lot of life lessons, if you're looking right, in my opinion. And so... Uh, Don't drown but, your kids. Yeah. Uh, in this one, though, they, 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 they explain the story. Um, and so it's worth watching. Um, if you've got HBO Max, it's on there. Um, all of these movies are on there, actually. Some are on Netflix. You can check them out somewhere, or you can rent them for about 2 or three ninety nine on Amazon. Come to my home. Either I'll way, make you popcorn. Yeah, check it out. 
Um, but this one, it's, it's a very good story. And again, uh, much like The Nun, it starts to say, hey, well, not everybody has to be white. You know, it's just one of those things where it's like not everything has to be white southern roots people getting possessed stories. Because we've dealt with everything um, now to this point with very traditional nuclear families. And so getting something more interesting by getting into other communities that also have their own folklore. They also have forks. And lore, but folklore yeah. specifically. I prefer um, folklore. And, you know, it, like, it's one of those things. Every every culture, every uh, people group, every nationality, everybody's got a story. Mm-hmm. Um, every Everybody's got something that goes bump in the night. And oh so it's gosh. really interesting to move away from Catholicism and all, all, all like, just, <laughs> let's just get an interesting, although she does wear a wedding dress, so I guess it's sort of religious. I don't know. <laughs> what was the movie that I watched recently that was really good. That was that took place in his house. His house was really good. His house. No. <laughs> in the middle of his house. <laughs> uh I don't know what you're talking about. Um it's I didn't watch it. Well it wasn't a there. Really good story about uh immigrants from well really uh, refugees from Africa. Oh no yeah I, I I watched the podcast um, that you uh, listen to on it, but yeah, it was yeah, so good. Uh, but yeah, exactly. Um, Going from a, other cultures. Yeah, which and and that so again, uh, you're dealing with a very morbid story, but that it has roots in that culture mm-hmm. and everything. Um, and like just the bits of culture that you get from that story make you want to know more. Make yeah, you want to yeah. learn more about what these people have gone through to get to this point. Right. Well, and it's also, um, is it? Uh, Ghost Dimensions um, Paranormal Activity that gets into um, sort of uh, some Hispanic culture and everything like that. That's um, the Marked Ones. That is the Marked Ones? That is the Marked Ones. Okay, so, um, yeah, similar with that where it's just like, hey, let's not just make it this white people generational story. Let's just make it a scary story and put it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Let's, you know, it's just, again, branching out and and not telling our stories from one side. It just makes it more interesting. We've got a lot of great actors uh, and actresses. The kid actors in this one are Ooh, great. Fantastic. And so, I mean, there's a lot of reasons you can look at it and just be bored, I'm <laughs> sure. But I, I think there this one is more worth a watch um, than maybe Annabelle on its own or even Annabelle Comes Home. I think this one does a much better job of keeping some of the essence of these movies of not trying to make you believe it, not trying to entirely and completely uh, entertain you. They're just trying to make a, a good story a good story. Yeah. Um, and, and I think they do that well. So it's worth a watch. Um, nothing to do with the Warrens. I, again, I think it's worth mentioning. Just get, get, I think that's nice. I think it's refreshing, really. Yeah. Uh, so then we do get to Annabelle Comes Home. Uh, yes, we do. One of the more recent ones. Um, and, and up until The Devil Make Me Do It, the most recent edition, still riding that high of Annabelle's the cool one. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it, it's one of those movies, like, I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it's got really nothing to do with Annabelle. I'm going to go ahead and put that out there. No. Uh, like, if you've seen the trailer, if you watch the trailer, that's as much Annabelle as you get. Not to spoil too much. Uh, yeah. and this is a little more recent. So, yeah. I, I think we've left a lot of the story intact for a lot of these movies. So, if you haven't seen it, you shouldn't be entirely spoiled, and you can check it out. Yeah. Um, this one is literally just another, hey, let's take all the things we've made popular in the entirely entertaining and fictitious story and milk that some more. Mm-hmm. Let's not tell any real stories. Let's just do that. And 
Whereas I'm sure that's fun for some people. For me, this one was just very boring. It was just, and, and again, it didn't even really center around Annabelle. Was the devil in this one, I think? Like, there was a scene with some horns. I don't know. Maybe it was Loki. You know, I, I just don't know. Because this movie is just that messy. I, I, um, I fully agree. The, the, the girl that plays the daughter um, that could have been forgotten about, the, the, the Warren's daughter in the first couple yes. of films, shows up here. She gets really great acting. That's about She's it. She's great. Um, I mean, it's really her movie because the Warrens, they're in the beginning and they're in the end, but they're not really there. And so this is very much just a, hey, my paranormal parents went out of town. I'm going to mess with some stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's really all it is. Like, let's get the ghost back in the closet before dad gets home. Like, you know, you can make a board game out of this or something. Like, I don't know. It's just, (laughs) I'm not trying to wake daddy. Yeah. I'm not trying to be like really, really harsh. You can watch it and enjoy it. I just... mm -hmm. I'm not a big fan of it. It's definitely the lowest on the list for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think it just depends on what you like. If you like scary stuff, if you like cool little characters, if you like m- interesting moments, you'll get that and you'll have a good time. If you like the setup of intriguing story, really interesting characters, you don't get any of that. No. It's literally just, let's have fun with these characters. It's it's like a bottle episode, if we're going to use yeah, skip, it's, sitcom it's your, terms. Yeah, it's your, it, it's, its own thing. It's, yep. Either you can watch it or not. It has nothing to do. And I think calling it Annabelle, just kind of, you're just kind of milking that one. Um, yeah. It is what it is. And you know, you, you want to know a fun fact? Sure. Audience, the Annabelle doll is still missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it, it was on a plane, and now it's not. So Nobody knows where it is. It's probably somewhere on the block, honestly. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, this one, it's one I say watch it, but don't necessarily put it in any particular order above any of the others. I'd watch everything else before coming to this one and only watch it if you still just need a little bit more fix for some interesting stuff because it still does have some cool elements, but it just it's lackluster and a lot of the reasons I love the series is the way I want to kind of yeah. stick to putting it. Not um, enough Patrick Wilson. Not, yeah, and, and, and that's the thing is great great actresses. So it's the it's the daughter, her babysitter, and her babysitter's friend. Yes. Great. That's it. Like it it's good stuff. It's just not what I came to the conjuring for. Um I you know, I want my money back. How am I gonna eat popcorn to this? Right. Um but thankfully, uh that did not put an end to the series and so we no. did get our latest entry, The Devil Made Me Do It, um out now. Um you can watch it on HBO Max. Uh that's what's interesting is you can actually stream this now if you if you yeah. uh buy into HBO Max or get a free trial from somebody. Yeah, we were um, we were like scrolling. Yeah. Uh, on HBO Max, looking for something to watch, and we were like, "Oh, there you go." Um, if not, you can definitely see it in theaters. Highly recommended. It's it's really good. It it gets back to again. I mean, and you can expect this from the Conjuring movies. It gets back to what's good about this series, which is yes. largely the Warrens, uh, which it does put them a little bit more forward. It makes the story a little bit more th- about them, but without the fake demon. It's, it's actually dealing with elements that are from their actual story, which is really interesting. And most interesting, uh, and probably the only really big detail I'll reveal, it's not a demon. It's not a ghost. It's not a possession. It's a human. It's a person. It was Mr. Rogers all along or whatever that uh, Scooby-Doo villain dude was. I don't Old know. Man Jenkins. Oh, uh, there you go. I never. I didn't really watch the show. I didn't really like it, so... I didn't grow. I didn't grow up with traditional cartoons. I'm sorry. You had so, a sad childhood. Um, 
I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not, but not because cartoons. Not therapy session. Um, anyway, yet. but uh, yeah, I, I really, really, really dug that it was a person. Like it was, I mean, not not in the old Ben Jenkins sense of just yeah, like, Yeah, old lady Jenkins. Yeah, it was, well, yeah. Uh, it, it, it is supernatural, but yeah, it's just, it, it was interesting because that was a spin we have not had. Everything else has been paranormal to this point. So, well, spiritual or, or, or ghosty. <laughs> so to get an actual person, a witch. Yes. Uh, I feel like I have to say that to quantify what I mean by person. Um, to get, you know, a dark witch doing dark things. I like mm-hmm. that. It was With very intriguing. played by Denethor, who I cannot remember his name ever. I've, um, I've watched him on so many movies and television shows, but I cannot remember Wasn't it John, John something? John something. John uh, something. John something, Denethor eats a tomato weird. I don't know. I don't know. Um, anyway, but yeah, uh, it is based on parts of a real story, I believe. Parts. Um, let's of click into see. Of parts of a court case. This was a real court case. Yeah, that's right. So the, the, the main details that are real are the murder that happened and was claimed to be due to possession. Mm-hmm. And the court case that followed that ultimately ruled him responsible for his crimes um, none, none of the paranormal investigation was taken into account, really. No. I mean, they basically just did not believe it. And so yes. our story centers around the investigation part yes. and the Ed and Lorraine's, the story that began the, the, no, he was possessed thing, um, and, and led into the, how do we prove he was possessed? Yeah. Um, the, the opening scene of this movie, I don't oh, want yeah, to give. Yeah. A, a lot away because I really want people to when watch this movie. When it's brand spanking new, yeah, we don't. But um, the opening scene is incredible. One yeah. of the best we bits of child acting I've ever mentioned. Seen. Child acting with La Llorona, but this one, so good. Wow, so very, good. very good. Creepy and, kid. Um, yeah, it, it it's one of those where it's just like just as soon as I'm just like, man, this is a great ending to the series. Mm-hmm. This is a good. We're wrapped That's up. Enough. Good job. Let's go home, guys. I, I'm dead. also I'm also like. Dang it, but it's so good. I want more. Well, like, this is what made me like slam my fist on the table and be like, I want a new Exorcist story. Please. I want an updated Actually make Exorcist. it scary. I'm the book is scary. I'll the give the scary. I'll give it to the book. The movie's the, scary yeah, too. Yeah. My, eh, I feel like that came out in the You want to make another noise? Yeah, Metallica is scary. Like I that came out in the era of like anything that's not just freaking jovial and brightly colored and not in a freaking sweater vest is scary. Like, oh, Long hair and guitars, not in my Sunday school class. Like, uh, like I, that's the thing. Is Jesus like, is all right with me. Look, look at James Hetfield's freaking Twitter and tell me that that's someone you want your children to be scared of. No, I would trust him with my kids more than most people. Sleep with one eye open, child. Right, exactly. So it's just like, okay, the same people that said Metallica was satanic are the same people that were saying that The Exorcist was scary. Cannibal Corpse my come opinion. out. That's what I'm saying. Like, there, there's much scarier, much worse. Now, did it start a trend? Did it open doors? Yes. Is it significant? Yes. Were the Beatles significant? Yes. Do I like them? No. It's the same thing of just like, eh. Just because it was culturally impactful doesn't necessarily make it instantly likable. If, if events from this week didn't get us canceled, <laughs> you just got us canceled. So, I'm just saying, we do need... I'm, I'm with you. We need... We I do not a, subscribe to the opinions on this man. We need a adaptation of the Ab- actually scary book into an actually scary movie. 
Yes. We need what we got in Exorcist 3 in the first one. Oh. We need that level of filmmaking quality and scare and, and just intrigue. Like, that's a re- Exorcist yes. 3 is the best Exorcist movie, the Exorcist series. The um, Taking of Deborah Logan is, in my opinion, the best Exorcist movie. Exorcism. Exorcism yes. movie. Yes. But you know what I mean. So obviously we have feelings. <laughs> you have feelings. I do. And I just put them out there. Uh, the and my other feelings are, my go watch movies. Devil Made Me Do It. Yeah. Um, I, again, it's one of those where it's an amalgamation of true and fiction. It's entertaining. It's scary. And it's also intriguing. And it is worth a watch. I mean, it's worth a free trial or it's worth a trip to the theater. It's a really, really good movie. And um, if you're into these movies at all, I think it's worth uh, checking out the latest edition, if nothing more than just to have something interesting to watch. So um, definitely do it. And like I said, a lot of these movies are streamable. Netflix, HBO, they are out there, even on Tubi. I know a lot of people don't know about Tubi, but Tubi is free, and you can stream a lot of cool things. Um, And so you can get these movies somewhere, and I highly recommend you do for your weekend viewing. Read The Exorcist. Read The Exorcist. Don't watch the movie. Watch the movie. Uh, Read The Exorcist. Uh, More a technical achievement than uh, a horror achievement. But anyway, Um, so we asked some opinions. We didn't really get any, but that's fine. It's okay. We we don't need you to love us and talk to us, but whatever. Uh, But no, Justin loves us, our friend and brother and familia. Um, I don't know. I'm just saying words. Um, We asked for opinions on these movies, and and, uh, Justin has a lot of them, which... Uh, we've talked about this, yeah. uh, uh, us and him um, together before. So yeah, that just goes to show we don't do this for the mic, guys. This, this is just us. This just yeah. happens. Um, and if you ever see Brightwall on Twitter, that is my brother, yes. Justin. Well, he finally put his name on there. Thank yeah. you. Thanks, Justin. Brightwall is not a name, Justin. It's a town um, in fable. And so, um, yeah, I love the Conjuring movies. Uh, there are scares, but more than that, you can see a living timeline of dark events that end up connected and intertwined. Probably my favorite thing that Juan and company use is their focus on character development, uh, specifically the love-slash-family uh, love story of the Warrens, watching them interact with each other and the Mullins family in the first movie. There we go, we got that name. is so wholesome. Uh, hopeful island and dark placid lake teeming with hateful and spiteful witches, demons, and ghosts. Look at you being all poetic. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the thing. That's what makes these movies good. And so if nothing else, preserve the greatness and goodness of this series by watching the three films, um, the two you can get elsewhere, and the newest edition, Devil Made Me Do It. Um, but if you get invested, if you get intrigued, there's all these other movies you can watch. The three Annabelle movies, um, the, the Nun, La Llorona. You can check all of those out. Highly recommend it. They are good movies. And at the end of the day, if we can at least get to that level of ground, then we can have a good time. If I mean, we're not here to pick apart anything. We're not here to judge and, and all that no. other stuff. We're just here, we're to, here to judge you. We, That's about it. Our whole brand is loving what we love. And, and we love the Conjuring movies, and we hope you will too. That's why we talk about it. Um, that's why we talk about anything is to hopefully encourage you loving something we love. Or you already love it, so let's just love it together. I mean, it's cool. It's polyamorous. It's awesome. Um <laughs> All fandoms are polyamorous. We can all love Star Wars, guys. It's, it's a harem. So, um, yeah. And so, uh, there you go. Let us know uh, if <laughs> you uh, if you've seen these movies, if you haven't, what your thoughts are. Uh, maybe you'll go check them out after this. If not, maybe you just at least enjoyed listening to us talk about them. Um, whatever. But we thank you for listening. Um, 
So a bit of housekeeping just to let you guys know that Twitter is a very public place and most people have probably seen it. But for anyone listening that doesn't really keep up with the Twitters, first of all, good for you. Thank you. <laughs> good for you. But um, yeah, in, in the past and in, um, in majority of our episodes, we've always ended off by thanking our friends, first of all, Jesse over at Game Infinite, um, Thanks, who's Jesse. covering a lot of gaming news right now. E3 happened. Um, I don't know when E4 is coming or maybe even E5, but E3 happened and he's covering it. He's got all the details, including uh, Breath of the Wild 2 trailer. You've got uh, Halo Infinite news. You've got all kinds of things happening. So it's too much to talk about, but that's why Jesse's doing it and making articles. So GameInfinite.net or GameInfinite on Twitter and Instagram. Check them out uh, for all your gaming news and needs and for gaming creators. Yeah. Everything from cosplay to art and all of that stuff. So go support them. So we've always thanked Jesse and Game Infinite, and we've also always promoted and thanked uh, Red 5 Network. Moving forward and, and starting now in this episode, we will no longer be doing that. Um, we are thankful for the opportunity and the friendships that have come from Red 5 Network. We've met a lot of really awesome people and a lot of really positive people. Uh, but uh, as with anything in life, uh, a lot of people have a lot of different opinions, and it's uh, come to our attention that we've started to get associated with wrong crowds based on certain people in podcasts. And uh, our brand and our message of love and fun and hope is something we protect vehemently um, because at the end of the day, this podcast is for us uh, and for our good, uh, first and foremost, and second, for your good and your enjoyment and your entertainment. Um, and we've always been very clear on that. And so getting associated with the wrong kinds of crowds uh, is uh, a very big deal and serious deal. And so uh, we thought it best to go ahead and um, separate ourselves from Red 5 Network. Uh, we will continue to promote any voices that are positive, are loving, and are community builders, uh, Red 5 or otherwise. Uh, but we will also draw the line very hard and harsh on anyone that goes against any of those things. We're not going to start Twitter fights. We're not going to start wars. But we're also not going to be associated with that kind of negativity. And so while we're not saying Red 5 is bad, we're also not saying that we can continue to say Red 5 is good. Um, I know that's kind of hard, uh, but it's one of those things where if, if you're loving and positive, and we said this on Twitter, uh, let's be friends, let's work together, and let's promote goodness. Yeah. Uh, but if you're not, we can't be friends, we can't work together, and we kind of want you to stay over there. Yeah. And so... Um, yeah, Red 5 Network is a, is, is a amalgamation of podcasts, uh, some good and unfortunately some, in our opinion, not as great. And so we wanted to make sure we were clear on where we stand on that uh, and what we stand against as well. So, um, yeah, yeah I mean, I don't know. I don't know how still, else to say it. We're still the same folks. Yeah. And, um, you know, to those uh, who... Uh, maybe listening, uh, who are Red 5, uh, first of all, we've talked to uh, most everyone about it and, and mm -hmm. our feelings, and, and we left with blessings and, and everything. And the ones that um, we left because know it, uh, because they woke up blocked. Later, um, skaters. The block button is your friend. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things where rather than continue to um, be untrue to ourselves, um, you know, it was a matter yeah. of we, our brand, our podcast, and our community is being negatively affected by this. Um, we are losing people. We are being uh, painted in certain colors because of other people and their gr uh, community groups. Um, we couldn't allow that anymore. And so um, 
we wanted to make it clear and, and make a choice. And so, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, again, we will support anyone who is positive, who's uplifting, and who focuses on loving what we love um, and rather than uh, starting fights and, and spreading hate and just all kinds of other negativity. At the end of the day, everything we're talking about is fake and, and not real. And although meaningful, it's not worth any of the crap that a lot of people go through or do. No. And so we, we just, we, and we've preached as much in almost every episode, at least especially on the main show. We're literally doing a series just about talking about things we love because we love them. Like our whole thing is based on we want to be known for what we love and we want to build up and upon what we love, not what we hate. And so uh, we can't say one thing and continue to um, just by our association support another thing. So uh, that's who we are. That's what we do. And that's what's going to be happening moving forward. Um, And it's best just to put it in our own words so nobody can weaponize it to any other ill intent or anything. We're not changing sides. We're not, you know doing this for a marketing and brand choice we're doing this because it's our personal choice exactly because like you said this podcast is us and it is for us if you listen and you like it great if you listen and you don't then find another one yeah i mean (laughs) later we're we're not going to um support problematic actors we're not going to bash uh disney creatives and we're not going to worship one guy in a fedora Uh, above anyone else we're not going to get into all of these culture wars and fandom wars uh, that so many people are and we're not going to build our uh our our brand on clickbait and hate Mm -hmm. it's just it it might get numbers for some folks and it might uh you know get you in with a, a drunk droid and a salty nerd but it at the end of the day does no good for anyone uh certainly not for us and it is what it is. Yep. So uh, we will continue to be positive voices, uh, and we invite you to continue to keep us accountable. The whole reason that came about is because people contacted us out of concern. People uh, were saying things, and, and so, yeah, yep. um, we, we invite that. We welcome that because we want to protect and we want to be as real about what we say we are about. Um, and so, yeah, hopefully you see uh, the truth of it, and uh, hopefully you enjoy it. Because um, yep. as long as you do, and as long as we uh, can continue to do what we do, we will. Mm-hmm. And know. if there's a problem, keep it off the timeline. Yeah. Let's have a conversation. Yeah. If I mean, if you're confused, if you're wondering, if we've said anything that you're not sure of, just let us hit us up. We'll talk about it. Yep. Um, you know, it, it's best just to talk. So, uh, yeah, go watch the Conjuring movies. Uh, be positive. Be good people. Or uh, be goodly. Peeply. I don't know. Is that copyrighted? Can I say that? I don't think it's copyrighted, but I think it is James's phrase. Okay, well, he sh- okay. Be kind. Uh, be, be not bad people. Because it's you I like. Don't be the fandom menace. <laughs> and if you associate with the fandom menace, bye That's a quick bye. But bye-bye. anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, we will be back. We are continuing our Love Star Wars series uh, to continue with the themes that we're, we're setting up here. Uh, and then I... Don't actually know what's next for Nerdyverse. I, I do. It's on the calendar. But a calendar's not here. What's next? Oh, were you just joking? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably it might I, have I said I do like a liar. Is it gonna be muscle cars? 
Is it going to be Gods of Thunder? I don't remember. <laughs> it's not going to be Muscle Cars. I don't know cars. what it is. It is going to be Muscle Cars. That's on the calendar. It's on the calendar? Yeah, we're getting Fast 9. we got to talk about the other ones. Have fun with that. I'm excited. I love those movies. So, something's happening, though, and we will be back to talk about it, and hopefully you'll be back to listen, and hopefully you enjoyed. Yes. Um, live long and prosper, my dudes. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know... This is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee.